Dr. Kamachu Ali. It is such an honor and a pleasure to be with you, in, to be in your presence today. <laughs> Welcome to Out and About Magazine. I'm Marsha Fry, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief. Thank you so, so much Marcia, for joining I'm us. just honored to be here with you in Dubai with our audience that is looking with us and the empowerment of all these women I'm going to meet has been amazing, just amazing. I, I'm not, I'm not normally nervous in an interview, but just <laughs> sitting in your presence, I'm like, oh my God. Um, let's start at Muhammad Ali because people just want to get that out, yes. get that out of the way, and then we can have a further conversation. Now, tell me about Muhammad Ali. What kind of man? Was well, he? this, this is the whole point of me coming to Dubai with my book. Um, it's called The Forgiveness Ali. And um, in all the stories they've talked about Muhammad Ali, they have only talked about his boxing or his adventure in boxing or his philanthropy. But uh, they have never talked about my story with Muhammad Ali, which I found very unusual. Uh, when you talk about President Kennedy, you talk about President Kennedy's wife. But see, unfortunately, I had divorced Muhammad Ali uh, later on in life, and they seemed to just not talk about our beginning. And uh, the beginning of Muhammad Ali being Muhammad Ali was during my period, my reign with him. Uh, the most essential part of my life with him I was very young, uh, 17. Uh, Ali was uh, uh, 24, 25. And uh, the thing of it is, they uh, they didn't give our story, our love story, how we met, when we met. And all those information is incorrect in his books and everything. And uh, I'm here to tell my side of the story, which is the prominent real life intervention with Muhammad Ali. How fantastic. I, we, I was the first wife, first family, yes. the first children, the beginning of Ali's life. And uh, that's most important. We have four beautiful children. Uh, uh, we have three girls and one son. This is before Layla, there's yeah. no Layla. This is, this is our beginning family. And um, uh, a lot of people get that construed like I'm Layla's mother and I'm not. So uh, it's just, un it's just she just appears to look like me yeah. and not her mother. So yeah. <laughs> it gets confusing. So, um, and my whole family are a total Muslim family. Uh, uh, I, I was born Muslim, I did not convert to Islam. Uh, it was uh, a conversion at birth. And my mother and father and my family are all Muslims. And in order for, when I first met him, in order for me to have interest in him, I knew that if I would get, become uh, Muhammad Ali is gonna be great or whatever, uh, I knew I could open that door for him. Yeah. I wanted him to be the most greatest man in the world, my husband. 
And uh, in the end, I succeeded. And with the will of Allah and the Muslims around the world, we succeeded. Fantastic. That's why you see Muhammad Ali. If I hadn't been in his life and the Muslims not been in his life, you wouldn't see a Muhammad Ali at all. Well, we're grateful for you because as the saying goes, behind every man is a great woman yes. that is helping him to be successful. Beautiful that way, it's like that in my mother and my father's family as well. Now, there is an early story that you told about the very first time you met Ali. Do you want to tell us that story? Well, you know what? It would take away from the book. Okay. And if, if I would tell that story, it would just totally... This is the this is why it took time to write the book. Okay. Uh, but in a small version of it is um, I I I created a target, and Ali was targeted by me by uh, him saying that he was going to be the heavyweight champion of the world before he's 21. At that time, he was only 18, so he predicted that before he was 21, he would be the heavyweight champion. And in the end, that came true. Uh, when he came to the Muslim school where I attended at the age of 10, he was at the age of 18 and he was saying about how he was gonna be champion and he gave autographs out uh, saying that, take my autograph because I'm gonna be famous and this was the time the target I planted right here on my forehead when I told him that you're not gonna be famous by this Cassius Clay. You're not gonna be famous by a name like this. In order for you to be famous, you have to get a name of respect. You have to get a name of honor. Matter of fact, you have to get a Muslim name because that wasn't gonna work. And in the end, at the end of the day, I was correct. And he got the Ali name from you. Yeah, that's from my that's from my family. My mother and father was named Ali, and uh, we legally changed it in 1975. Oh, but before 1975, but my name Kalila was Belinda at first. But my uncle, Warde uh, Muhammad, gave me the name Kalila. And I legally changed it in 1975. I do not want no one to call me that name again. My mother has never called me that name. She's always called me Kalila the minute I received it. So if my mother can call me Kalila, everybody else can. No more Belinda, it's only Kalila. And I will not answer you if you call me Belinda. There we go. There you go. Dr. Kalila. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of inspirational talks. Yes. Um, let's talk about success. What does success mean to you? What does it look like? My, the success to me yeah. is when you can inspire someone. If you can give some knowledge to a young girl or young boy to inspire them to the highest heights that they can go. Um, that is what inspires me, and that is my reward. If I can see a little girl and show her that there's nothing you cannot do, there's nothing you cannot be, uh, if that would inspire a child to do what he, he or she does, 
uh, that would be the greatest reward. Um, by me being uh, a person who fought for Islam, fought for women's rights in the Muslim world, um, that, that elevated me to no end. I, I would always hear a woman can't do this, and a woman can't do this, or a girl can't do this, it's forbidden to do that. I found out that this was only Islam that was propagated, not Islam that was propagated. And when I got old enough to read the Quran, to read the story of Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessing be upon him forever, uh, then I realized that the woman is the balance of the man. And she's only half a person, and the man is only half a person. And I was taught two halves make a whole. And once the, the combination of a man and a woman together is the most powerful thing in the world, and this is when Allah will give you all your blessings. So I said, wow, this is great for me because to learn that I would be married and I would be a whole person and then I would support my husband to no end, and he supported me to no end, then that's when I realized what my mother and my father had, which they were married 68 years before he passed away. And uh, the power of a mother, the power of a woman is a natural nourisher. She naturally nourished, nourished the world. She naturally guides the world. And it's a beautiful thing. And her crown is built on her nurturing. Her, ground, her crown is built on her knowledge. Her crown is built on her humbleness. This is what makes her carry the invisible crown which she, God has blessed her with. And in order to build that crown, you have to build it on knowledge, compassion, love, kindness, and stability. And the minute that you slash and say something negative about the mother or the father, you've lost your crown. You've lost your ability to grow. And so uh, even when you divorce or anything like that, you're still supposed to maintain knowledge and wisdom and do not talk bad about the husband or the father or whatever. It, 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 you, you're, you're now, it's not about you and me anymore. It's about the children. It's about their stableness. In order for the man and woman to be together, they have to learn the seriousness power in which they have to obtain as adults. And we're looking for the future of these children. These children have to adapt to motherhood and fatherhood as well. So it's not about personally with us, it's about the integrity, the kindness, the forgiveness, to learn to forgive. And uh, I had to do a lot to forgive on Muhammad Ali's part. Because as you know, men goes crazy, you know what I mean? They get out of sorts. But 
we are all we all get out of sorts, and uh, we're no, we're not a perfect people. We we try to reach perfection by being humble. Learning how to forgive is a very hard thing to do, but uh, out of all of Muhammad Ali and I did together, um, it was a powerful session. It was a powerful journey, and my journey continues by enlightening young women and young men. We have no one that's enlightened us. They're, they're distracted by rapping, rappers saying negative things. They're distracted by women, men, not wearing their clothes on. I mean, how many times do we look at people with the Oscars and every day, less and less, they have clothes on. This does not show the, the glamor of a woman to, to declothe yourself. Leave something else for the imagination. And this is what I am trying to work so hard to while I'm still alive and my clock is still ticking and I won't be here forever. I just want to leave a beautiful legacy for our women. And uh, the women, they are powerful. They don't have to prove anything. All they have to do is show kindness, show decency, show respect. Now, I was just going to ask you, you know, what keeps you motivated still? Because, you know, you've been on this journey. Um, <laughs> you've been on a really successful journey. What keeps you going? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my religion gives me passion. It gives me strength and, uh, and gives me guidance. But God has always been in the forefront. And once you keep God in the forefront, you, you have to daily ask him for forgiveness, daily ask him for mercy, because we only here for a little short period of time, and we've made, we made many mistakes in order to grow. Sometimes we learn from our mistakes, sometimes we don't. And to, to, to ask Allah to, to forgive you, to, to give you guidance, because he's the only one that actually controls everything in life. And, and that's exciting because when I pray to Allah, I never know what's gonna happen the next day. I'm just, I'm just eager to find out who I'm gonna meet tomorrow, who I'm going to inspire tomorrow. And, and that keeps me alive. My mom, my, my mother is very energetic and, and she don't say much. But she does a lot, just with her actions. And my father is the same way. And when something makes me sad or unhappy or disappointing, I, I pray to Allah and, and I'm curious, what's gonna happen today, you know? And I think that's what gets my, my energy going. Uh, I, you know, I don't need the coffee, I don't need to, vitamin pills, I don't need any of that. It just comes naturally. And I, and I pray that I keep, keep, keep going until I can't go anymore. Inshallah. That's Inshallah. it. I, I will leave you a slogan. Don't count the days, make the days count. That's my slogan. There we go. And that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> so you have answered one of my questions oh, already, yeah. which right. is fantastic. 
Now we're at that time of year where people are looking to set goals. Yes. Um, it's the end of this kind of new year. Yes. Um, what would you give as your top three tips for goal setting? Well, my goal today is I've met <clears throat> so many good people being in Dubai. I only want one goal while I'm here in Dubai. I want to meet Sheikh Zayed, Sheikh Mohammed, right here in Dubai, right now, in my time. That's one of my gifts, uh, our, our wishes. He's amazing. Look what he's done for this country. These sheikhs in this country has set down a foundation of love, stability, law and order, and it's been amazing. And I would just love to meet a King Zayed, or, or, or Sheikh Zayed, because when Ali and I would travel different places, we want to meet the rulers of that country. And that's my wish. I was, I was honored to meet King Faisal at one point in time, back in the day, and I'm here, this beautiful country. I want to meet and be honored to meet the rulers of this country. Oh, fab. Now, if, <laughs> what advice would you give me about planning for the new year? Planning for the new year? Yeah. Well, first of all, you plan to pray more. You plan to give God all your, your, your goals. Ask him to open every door that needs to be opened in your plate of your success. Because if you pray, he will, he's the only one that can open the door for you. That is my suggestion. Uh, please keep up prayer. It's very, it's the most powerful word and action that you can give yourself. Please, seriously, pray and be honest and sincere in your prayer because so many beautiful things are going to happen to you when you do that. Nothing's going to go wrong, you know, and uh, don't ever feel bad if something doesn't go your way. That means God has some, a better plan for you. So don't think it as a negative. Don't think it as a failure. Think it as God has a door opening for you, so you should be happy that that door closed because that when that door closes on you, that means it's not for you. Now, so Mama think Khalifa, positive. <laughs> definitely, you just gave me my mom as well because that's what she, she preaches that, you know, don't look at the doors that you think are closed that's for you. That's right, because that you never know, you. you know. Yeah. Uh, you know what, that's what's so beautiful about prayer. Uh, no matter what religion you're in, whatever faith you're in, prayer works. It doesn't matter. We all pray to the same person. Yeah. And and it, it's it's just the most powerful, powerful word, action word that you can ever have. Because you know what? A lot of times we're disillusioned by politics. We're disillusioned by what's going on in our world. And you have to realize, um, God make things happen for reasons. And when you think, a lot of people say, oh, why did God make this happen? 
opposite. You don't understand what it means for things to happen. It makes us stand up. It makes us give the will to stand up and fight for what we need and what we want. And that's why we're people. That's why God has given you free will to, to, to stand up for yourself. You know, sometimes you have to, he don't just let you get everything perfectly just like that. You have to fight for what you want. And you should as always fight with you for what you want and what you need. Thank you so much. I take that on wholeheartedly <laughs> because, you know, these are always messages for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I receive the messages for myself and I also deliver them to our audience as well. Now, do you want to Yeah, that? you know what? I have taught this to Muhammad at a young age. Stand up for what you believe and fight for what you believe. Because nobody's going to fight for you. You have to fight no matter what. Don't fear anything but God himself. Because that's the only thing that you don't really think, know anything about. And you, you're growing every day to learn about it. So I say to you, my sister, we are blessed to be women. We are blessed to have an inspiration. We are blessed to be natural nurturers. Nurture yourself, give up yourself, and never, never accept anything negative. <laughs> I take that on wholeheartedly. Now you are author of many books. Yes, I am. Um, do you have a favorite? I uh, Yeah, one of my books, uh, other than the life of me and Muhammad Ali, I, 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 I see how my mother raised me with uh, with manners and etiquette, and my grandmother and my grandparents and my grandparents before them. So what I did, I sit down on my computer and I created a book called Color to Learn. And um, you know, a lot of times, you know how you color and you and you think about staying in the lines. This particular book teaches you knowledge of how to act at home and abroad, knowledge of etiquette a knowledge and wisdom of manners. And you're not only just learning the color in the line, you're actually learning about manners and etiquette as you color. And uh, and I, I, I take that very seriously. I got a proclamation from Miami-Dade schools uh, to put this in, this in the schools for the children. And it's because it's, it, it's, it's supposed to be a 10 volume series and the first volume is the only one that's out right now. And uh, it's for all ages. And I created this book for the will of humanity. There's only one race, and that is the human race. And that's what I did it for. Because it helped me as a child. Okay, great. Now, my last question. Yes. I will stick to books. Yes, books. Can Good. you tell me three books that you think everybody should read in their lifetime? Well, the first book, you should read the Quran. The Quran tells you the history of life, the history of our ancient uh, philosophers, our ancient prophets. Those books is the guide to your success. Most importantly, in the Bible as well, because the same stories in the Quran is in the Bible and in the Torah. So if you read those three books, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong because this is the history. It is not only magical. The fact of it is 
It teaches you the history of the past so you can correct your future. And the Quran teaches you for your future, not just your present or your past. It, it opens you up for your future. And you can't get better than that, you know. Uh, the second book, read mine, <laughs> uh, on etiquette and manners, because adults lack manners and etiquette every single day. They are going away from it. Uh, we don't want to do it. That's old, old school. You need a little old school in your life. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, these are, this is the book I think is very important. Uh, they have many good books to read on knowledge and everything, but nothing beats the Quran. So uh, I, th I think uh, you should read of your history. If you're a Christian, you read your Bible. You believe in your Bible. Uh, if you read, if you're Jewish, uh, uh, or you're of the Jewish denomination, read your Torah, because every everything in these books are written by the prophets and written by scholars. That's the only book that I say. If you have some interest in something in particular, you have a book for that. And you have to remember, you have to remember, prayer is the most powerful institution that you could ever experience. Thank you ever so, experience. so much. Thank you. Thank you. I, I received that message. I received that from you. Yes, ma'am. Mama Khalila. Yeah. I received you call me my, Mama Ali. Mama <laughs> Ali. Um, I received that from my mom on a daily basis Absolutely. as well. So, and you know what? It's very important that we cherish our mother and our father. This, this will walk you into the land of Jannah. It will give you peace in the hereafter, the respect. Even just say your mother is not all there or your father is not all there. They have problems and issues. That's something they have to work out with their God. But this is the thing. God used those two people to give life to you. And that kind of respect, you should always give them respect for the power that God used them to bring you into this world. If nothing else, that is some, be something that you should cherish. And that's before any kind of damage has been done. So always respect their mother and your father, no matter what, because God used them as a tool to bring you into this world. And that will never change. Um, um, in the Bible, it does tell you that it's, honoring your mother and exactly, father is the first commandment. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, that, but this is why. That is what I'm telling you is why. And you know what? You're a very bright and very intelligent young lady, and I'm very proud of you. So, you'll be in this position to interview me and your cameraman as well. And you guys both have great talents, and you're, ex ex you're exhibitioning your talent. And I'm very proud of you. Thank you so, so yeah. much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us at Out and About. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Dr. Kalina. Thank you we so are much. So, so, so grateful you know to what? have your time. You know what I say? I don't know when you're going to air this thing, but uh, I pray that I will be here in front of you again because I would like to come back with the will of God. I would like to come back 
in February yes. with my book yes. and have a book signing at the expo that they're going to have. Mr. Um, the Reverend Daniel Garcia, he is an amazing man. He's like yes. my champion. Yes. Daniel Garcia is the greatest champion. Thank you, Daniel, <laughs> for bringing me here in front of this beautiful Marsha, who's talented, and the empowerment of women. I thank you. We will definitely be here thank you. when you come back in February. We'll be at the event as well. Thank so you. God bless definitely you. Definitely looking forward to that.